Cyclist Jack Reed's first year on the national circuit in France has been one of learning, as much a mental battle as a physical one. Taking time out to recover from Epstein-Barr virus and hunting for a new team, he is more hungry than ever to turn the pedals again. Jack, thank, thanks for coming in, in today. Like, I'm really no keen to just, just get a bit of an insight into your career, cycling, and how you've got to where you've got to, and um, and then we can move on to what the future looks like as, yes, as well. That would be, that'd be great. So um, just just opening up, what, where did your passion for cycling come from? Where did it all begin? I think I've been very lucky. It's always been something in my family. Um, my dad has always enjoyed cycling and watched it. And when me and my brother were growing up, we always would go on family bike rides. Um, and then it wasn't until the Delancey Flyers start, uh, started a good few years ago now that my brother started doing it. Uh, and to be honest, I was quite jealous of him doing it at the time. I wasn't old enough, but I, was, I thought, oh, I'm going to definitely give that a try when I'm old enough. And sure enough, a couple of years later, I was able to join that. Um, and then ever since then, I've been hooked really from doing them Wednesday nights at Delancey to then as I got older, moving on to the roadside of cycling and doing the local time trials here every weekend and then into the road racing. Um, it really opened my mind up and saw where I got a bug going out with my friends and just messing about and really enjoying just riding my bike. Um, and then the other sides of the racing came with that. Um, and then obviously watching cycling all the time, yeah, it was really special for me. It's, it's going to be a big jump, though, to go from enjoying cycling to looking at making it a career. How did that begin? Um, I think, to be honest, again, it was a lot with my brother. So my brother was very similar, and I've been very lucky. I've just been able to look up at what he did, really. So he, back sort of 2018, 2019, he spent basically did what I've done this year, spent a few years in France racing his bike and moving up that French level of racing. Um, and he really enjoyed it, but he just was caught out with the COVID year. Um, and as we know for a lot of people and a lot of sports, that's affected things. And he sort of lost his, uh, yeah, his side, the enjoyment side of it. And that, again, came with the racing. Um, so I, it was always something I thought about when I watched the racing on the TV thought oh one day I want to be a full-time cyclist and be there and I've really just always believed in that I finished school I did my A-levels and then I thought right now I'm going to give it a couple of years and just see how far I go and give it 100% for racing my bike away in Europe. What were those initial steps after school then? Um, so <laughs> Brexit's complicated a lot of things so once I finished my A-levels in June last year I only had 90 days in Europe um, but that worked out quite well because I finished in June and the season always finishes in October. So end of June, early July till October was pretty much my 90 days. Um, and really, I had before that, I had done the odd few races in France. But because I was at school still and I had commitments, I wasn't able to just go there and go, right, all I'm doing today is riding my bike or all I'm doing is racing my bike. Um, and that was probably the first big step I would say to that dream I'd always or that goal I'd always gone on about was yeah the, the being full-time cyclist um and then yeah this year has brought other complications with trying to get a visa but <laughs> yeah that was the main first part 
So you had that had that initial initial taste of it, and so you, you've you've moved on now. You you signed with um, a team. Yeah, yeah. So this year I was with a national division two team, Velisport Valete, um, and they got in contact. So after I'd done my three months in France last year, they got in contact with me, uh, and I also going into that three months, I thought, well, I've always said I want to do this. This is three months to actually see if I want to do it because. Again, it looked very nice on the TV and everything, but actually there are a lot of tough moments. Um, so it really tested me to make sure I wanted to do it. And this uh, Valete got in contact with me uh, for this year, 2023. Um, and I had such a great time last summer that I, I wanted to go back and do a whole f- full season. Um, and it was just perfect timing that they, with the results I'd gotten last summer, that they got in contact with me and it worked out well. So I guess that initial... St- three months is almost putting yourself in a shop window as well because it's it's a competitive environment out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm sort of still at a disadvantage now how I've just gone from doing Guernsey races of sort of 10 riders maybe if you're lucky to some French races I was doing both this year and last year where there's 200 riders. So, And also the Brittany area, everyone is well known. All the managers of teams talk all the time. Um, so yeah, it was sort of Again, as you say, trying to put myself in that shop window for teams to look at me for that first three months, and then it worked out well. Um, and yeah, luck- luckily I managed to get some results to help me. And in terms of like cha- that change of culture as well, like, like you mentioned it there, you're going from um, Velo Club races over here where it might be 10, 20, 30 people, um, going across into France, different language, different style of racing. How do you even begin to go about adapting to that? <laughs> it's, it's a very uh, interesting I've I've been to France quite a lot with my family in the past um, for holidays so I think that's helped I've understood the culture a bit more um, but definitely I didn't speak a word of French before I went last summer uh, so I sort of wish I'd tried a bit harder at school in that side of it um, but yeah it was it's a huge everything just the lifestyle of the French even the racing I mean, the, when the, these towns have the races, it's like a holiday for that town. They'll shut all the roads for the whole weekend um, and it will become a big party and everyone will come out and watch this bike race in the town, which is really nice to see. Um, and uh, people cheering on, it makes it r- that real special feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> and mo- moving on um, into the beginning of this season, um, obviously this is going to be your first taste of being being with a team how, how does that sort of pre-season come about and what, what do you do yeah so it's a lot of team building in the sort of winter time um obviously you, I, going into this team I was the youngest rider um that everyone was a lot older than me they had a lot more years of experience so I was sort of the rookie so I I was expecting that I would be working for these other riders a lot so it was very important that you got sort of that team bonding with them all and that you would, that I knew I'd gonna, at races I'd be sacrificing my result to help them out. Um, so lots of the early stuff is I went over in November last year to just completely off the bike stuff, just doing team bonding, um, activities off the bike and also just other sports like running and stuff just to really knit in with that team and then once I moved to France, before the season started in January this year, we went on a training camp in Spain, which was all riding. But again, it's 
being around the team all the time and that also was perfect for me because I had never no other option other to speak French or nothing um, so it really chucked me in the deep end which at the time was scary but looking back on it now then weeks where I was on my own or I was the only English person there and they were French really helped me improve with my speaking um, but yeah it's all a lot about team bonding before the season starts so you're really committed when the races start to work together as a team because I think people in cycling see it as quite an individual sport but actually uh, something I've realised this last year is that having that strong team bond makes a massive difference to who wins or not. What kind of training are you were you doing on that on those camps as well? Is that with the one in January yeah. or so the one in January we went to Spain uh, just near Girona, which is a big sort of cycling hub, um, and it was lots of long hours on the bike. Luckily, the weather was a lot nicer than it was in Brittany at the time. Um, and also it was sort of simulating race situations. So we were try- practicing sprint lead outs for the end of the race and seeing who works best where and trying to w- basically get the team together on the bike. Um, lots of scenarios of if there was crosswinds in a race, how it play out and really getting to know each rider's strengths and weaknesses and how we can work on that as well as doing lots of training. So it was, yeah, both good to steer on the bike and then debrief off the bike and see how we can improve it before the season started. And where did you base yourself? Oh, so this year I've been based just outside Dino in Brittany, a uh, lovely area and great for, great for riding. <laughs> and and how does that kind of choice come about as well? Like wh- where you end up living and who you end up living with, is that? Yeah, so I've been really lucky that... Um, we, as I was saying earlier, me and my family have always uh, gone on um, holidays to France and um, we have a holiday house there that we've used for years. Just to start off with uh, just going on holiday and then obviously with my brother being in France and then me being in France has actually worked out really well and become really lucky with it. Um, so I've been living on my own there um, in this small town called Calougan, uh, which is lovely. Um yeah, it's, uh, I'm very lucky with that because I know a lot of other English riders that have struggled to find places to stay in France or have to share with other families. Uh, and also having that sort of house for a long time really helped with my visa last year because they want sort of a, a certain place where you'd be living in your, I guess, address where other riders don't actually have a full-on address. And I guess that that's also helps you settle, settle in as well. Like, yeah, definitely. Quite as isolated De- and it, 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 yeah, it's got that sort because I've been there so many times. I've got that homey vibe to it. Again, speaking to other riders, you can feel homesick if you don't know your surroundings. Where to me, it's a, it's a second home, and I feel at home pretty much there. Um, so I'm I'm very grateful to have like uh, the house there and where it's situated has been yeah really good for me. So you're like. Back to the beginning of the season as well, you, you, you go off on the, on the training camp. Um, what happens in terms of racing and race selection and who does what? Is that, how does that all pan out? Yeah, so again, when I was on these training camps and training sessions early in the year, the team were keeping an eye on what form people are on and how they were going. And also, there's the races throughout the whole year we had a calendar sent to us and we picked what we would like to do. Um, but also, 
when the team decided or when the managers actually decided the final team for races they would see who would suit more so I would say I prefer hills and a long hard race so I'd be selected for more of the hillier races where the sprinters and the team would go for more of the flat races um, but I'd say I probably didn't have as much say as I wanted to because I was the rookie and also I think it's important in the first year to get a mixture of all sort of racing and help out with as many races as you can whereas the older riders in the team this was their third fourth year of doing this so they knew yeah I did well at this race last year I want to go there and get a, vic a podium or win it this year um, so for me it was a lot of just finding my feet and seeing what was best for me and that was my whole thing this year was to just learn as much as I can in this bigger category compared to the junior level I was last year and the first race how how, how did that all pan out uh, not great <laughs> the the start of the season I had some bad luck um, I was involved in quite a few crashes uh, especially the first few races of the season everyone's very panicky and full of adrenaline because it's been four or five months since they last done a race lots of pressures are put on all these teams and riders to get wins and re top results and everything um so i yeah the start of the season didn't go well for me um but again the team were really helpful with it and they were very supportive in terms of building me back up from these few mistakes i had at the start and picked better races for me and then i regained my confidence and once i got flowing into sort of march and april races i was fine it just was a few hiccups at the start of the year and what would you say you're, you you spoke about it being a learning year but so what lessons have you learned what were the biggest um a lot i would say for me this year especially is mentally it's been that's been the most challenging i always knew it'd be tough and i th i knew that going into this team and this level would be a big step up for me um but it was definitely more of the mental side of it which was the biggest uh thing and i think especially with living on my own uh and not having it and obviously being an english person in france was difficult because so for example if i had a bad race or had a, a tough training day when i got home i didn't have my family or friends to talk it through obviously i could call my parents whenever i want but it was that sort of yeah that trying to talk it through with someone was difficult and also a lot of the french riders they go back to their families as well and they can sort of forget about it where i i in my head i was sort of I'm in France to ride my bike, to race my bike, and that's all I could think about. And sometimes it can get quite difficult where you're just thinking over things constantly all the time. Um, but I learned to just switch off when situations like that happen. But yeah, the first few hiccups at the start of the year, I was like, oh, have I made the right decision here? What, what am I getting myself into? Um, but you quickly learn, and I think it's good good learning for the whole just body and mindset of, the challenges that I've faced this year. And you, you were back in Guernsey for the Island Games as well, weren't yes, you? Yes, yeah. So um, I was very lucky enough to be selected for the Island Games this year. Obviously, it was difficult with selection process because I had, before race the Island Games, I hadn't raced in Guernsey for over a year and a half. Um, so it was very hard for the selectioners to actually compare me to the other riders. Um, but yeah, luckily enough, I was picked for it and it was a just an incredible week i think 
uh, it was my first Island Games, but there were riders on the team that it was their fourth, fifth Island Games, and they never experienced anything like it. The the crowds, the atmosphere, it was just unbelievable. I mean, the 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 crowds and the supporters in France are great, but they're not all cheering my name. So that was a big difference. Or supporting Guernsey, which so, so it was amazing to have my family on the side of the road, friends, my mates from school who I hadn't seen in a year to be cheering me on the side of the road and supporting me. And just that whole week was unbelievable. And the way the well, the whole cycling team, both road and mountain biking, did that week was just awesome. Um, but also where I was more on the roadside, I think all the, the five of us boys just did a great job and Sam Covwell managing to win with two gold medals was a very, yeah, very special thing. You touched on it a bit earlier and it sort of feeds into the Island Games, but about the, the sort of team ethic that goes into cycling as well. Can you just explain a bit more about that? Yeah, I definitely, I think that, as I said, that I think people don't, when they watch cycling or see it, they don't realise how much how important having a strong team behind you and backing you makes for that person to win the race um and that was at the island games really in the road race we we planned it obviously we knew the course we pretty much the course was very suited to the riders that we had and we'd been planning it for months how we wanted it to play out um and we were just lucky enough that we were able to like perfectly execute it on the day it's not often of course, every team wants to win, so every team has the same idea. Um, so to actually get the t- the plan to work out and for a team to win is what's special, and it makes then people that sacrifice themselves early on in the race feel like they've also won as well. Um, and I think that's an important thing that that whole team celebrating is a big part of it. And for you, m- moving back into France, though, for you as a as a new rider, are you slightly conflicted in terms of you've got to work for the team, but also you you want to make sure that you're getting exposure for the next stage of your career? Yeah, um, I think looking back at what I thought at the start of the year, obviously I didn't know how the um, the, the whole situation with the team now would fall out or would play out. Um, but it's quite common that for a rookie in a team, normally they'd be at a team for two, maybe three years. And the first one or two years is sort of building your confidence in the racing, working for others. And at a certain point, your opportunity will come. Um, and I think that's important. And there's lots of other people that are like that. It's not common or it's not very common that people will go from a junior level into a team and be the the best well yeah the be the person they're riding for um or if they are they'll be in the world tour in the next year after um so it's a lot of learning and i think that's just the thing in france that is quite normal for people to sort of get used to and coming more more into the back end of the season now um i think like like you've put some posts up that you were struggling slightly with form or you didn't feel it was going going well so what, when did that sort of first come about and and what's happened since yeah so I think after last year with the results I'd got I'd really was expecting a lot out of this season I trained really hard through the winter um but I kept getting ill 
Um, and it was really hard to stay consistent through with my training. Um, and I was pretty much I was getting in, getting ill from something at least once a month. And that was really having an effect on my form, my training that I just wasn't getting the repeated weeks that I needed to or the repeated races in. And that's, as I said, where the the mental knocks really came in and I really struggled on that side of it. It was hard to get back up every time and go, right, let's start again and then get it again. Um, and also I, I just felt that something was missing for quite a lot of the season. I obviously had great moments like during the Island Games and certain races at the start of the year, but I just didn't feel myself and I wasn't, when I was riding the bike, I wasn't getting them high numbers that I was getting last year. And every other year I've ridden my bike because I'm still young. I improve massively every year. And this year I was questioning myself going, but um, this isn't happening. This is very weird. Have is yeah. And then it, again, your head starts questioning, is this it? Is this the, the highest I'm ever going to get to? How am I going to try and one day achieve my goal of being at that top level? Um, and it's something that had been on my mind for a long time and that I'd thought about getting blood tests and then how it ended up happening was I was driving to a race at the end of August and my car broke down and obviously being on my own in France and my car breaking down and that's the only way I can get to races I sort of thought right okay I'm gonna have to get go back to Guernsey to get this fixed and it's not something I could probably do in France because obviously they're different cars with the steering and every steering um so I came back to Guernsey and got some blood tests done. Um, and it's still, I, I didn't know what was like confused with myself. I was tired all the time, really fatigued. Um, and then I got the blood test results. And then, yeah, my doctor said that I tested positive for Epstein-Barr. Um, and that was just a, a real big, re well, a big relief, but also an answer to a lot of my questions um i just for so long been thinking it was oh what's wrong with me what's wrong with me this is it um and then having that sort of answer made me realize okay this might explain a lot of the feelings that i'd been having this year um and basically what i'd been doing wrong is not resting enough similar to mark cavendish a couple of years ago i'd been getting ill but then once i felt good again i was just hammering myself on the bike doing long hours and fatiguing myself again to my immune system being so low that I would just catch anything any bug um, and then it would just start again it was just a repeated cycle and that I just basically I just needed to stop riding my bike or it wasn't going to ever leave my system or just keep happening so yeah it's it's been a interesting month I've not been able to ride my bike I've been climbing the wall or doing not even just riding my bike just doing no exercise just complete rest um and obviously i'm back i've been back in guernsey for the last month so i've been yeah pretty bored at times and just climbing the walls trying to do anything but i think it i'm certainly feeling a lot better than i did a month ago which is the most important thing for my recovery i mean i guess like the mental side of it that must be so so much of a relief mm. um i think you touched on it touched on it there and to be able to see like a path forward as well instead of like just this cycle of of exhaustion and like an illness and not seeing the progress that you wanted to see yeah definitely i think the it was just obviously it wasn't the best situation for me with what my 
current situation is for next year but it was also yeah a big relief and an answer to all these questions that I'd been asking myself why why am I not right why am I not hitting the form I was at last year what's wrong with me and again not having not being able to have someone in the house with me all the time to answer them questions really just you keep going on that cycle what kind of support do you get from the team in these situations as well um it's very it's a hard one because obviously again I was new so I st- it wasn't until about June July time that I really really got to know everyone really well once you've been on multiple race weekends and weeks away with the riders and stayed with them and really got to know them um that I was like oh yeah I'm in a good place now I really feel like I'm know everyone here um as I said at the start of the year the team had been really good with support and everything helping me um but it was when I tried explaining to them why again it was they were very to start off with they were very similar with me that we I didn't we didn't really know obviously I'd been telling them I'd been feeling unwell and I hadn't been doing well at races um but they just like me didn't know what what was the situation so once I explained it to them um what I, I had Epstein bar that it really answered a lot of questions and they also understood as well um but yeah sometimes <laughs> the the people in France can be slightly old fashioned with things um but luckily the people on my team were really supportive about it um and I've been lucky with that throughout the whole year and so in terms of like the team situation as well because they're stepping down a level now is that yeah so that also is a <laughs> another whole stress to obviously once I realized I'd tested positive that I went oh this also isn't good for my team situation so they were, I have to say they were really good about it it was just before the Ireland games in about the end of June we had a a team meeting um and they basically said that they don't have this the sponsors are pulling out for next year um and that they won't be able to carry on at the national division two level they were originally on about staying at the division three so going down a division just because the budget's a lot less and they don't have to have paid staff so to start off with okay i was okay that yep that's that's good. I obviously would like to stay at the level I've been at this year, but it's not the end of the world. Um, and then after the Island Games and I'd come back, they sort of tried working it out more and adding up how they could do it for the, this next year. Um, and they just realised it wasn't possible um, and that they'd be going from the national division level to sort of club level, which any team in France or any club in France can be. It's just your normal riders that want to do a bit of racing at the weekend and not that serious level where you do the national elite national level of racing. Um, so yeah, I obviously after that I thought, okay, I'm going to have to go through this whole process of trying to find a new team for next year. Um, and that, that whole side of it was a big stress as well, trying to find a team and not having many results this year because I'd been working for the team or I'd been getting ill um, so yeah, once I found out what happened last month with my illness, as much of a relief it was, as it was, I was like, I still don't currently have a team, and I'm not, I can't race my bike for the rest of the year. Where 
ideally right now I need to be in France racing my bike as much as I can to get my name out there for teams to look at me. So that whole side of it was frustrating as well because there wasn't much I could do about it. But it was just yeah, that mental side again. <laughs> and what, what do you do now? How do you go about finding a team? Is there... <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, I guess it's similar to just applying for a job. Um, luckily, again, the team have been really helpful with it. And they were told us so early that it's given us a lot of time to be able to do this. I know situations in the past where it's been this time of year, end of September, where teams have told that their riders that they're finished go find a new team and basically they've got no chance um, of getting a team because most teams are full by the start of September so yeah after the Island Games start of August I started making a cycling CV I guess um, where it's got sort of my best race results what type of rider am I um, some of the more technical side of it um, and then you basically the team the current team gave me lots of uh, contact details of other managers from teams and that you just basically send off your CV to these teams and ask, that, do they have places for you next year and would you be willing to take me on? So it's a lot of trial and error process, I guess. It's a lot of sending off, waiting for a response or sometimes you just won't get a response. Or the, I've had a lot, I sent all of mine off and I had, good few teams come back to me and said thanks for the cv we like what you've got but we'll keep an eye on your results for the rest of the season and for me that's not the most ideal situation so yeah and then once i started having some interest from certain teams it was trying to work out what was best for me while keeping everyone happy so it's really it's stressful but i also kind of enjoy it it's a very tactical sort of like a game of chess sort of thing where you have to keep your best, the best option open while also knowing what's most secure. Um, and I've definitely, from doing it a bit this year and last year, I've made a few mistakes um, in terms of leaving one team too long, thinking I was going to get another option, and then it didn't work out, and then I got nothing. And then it's sort of like, oh, I should have just taken it when I had the opportunity. So, yeah, there's a good side of that that's all still learning as well. But again... I've only ever done it twice where lots of older riders have done it multiple times. But obviously, ideally, the start of the year, I thought I would be staying with Valette for a few years um, and that, that wouldn't be a problem. But that's the sport. I think both COVID has had a massive part of the, the, the sport in terms of sponsorship and funding for teams. I mean, it's the same in the UK uh, and it's just, just as getting as bad in France now, really lucky. Luckily, there's such a big community that they're able to have that more funding. But, yeah, I think both riders and teams are feeling the effects of the COVID years. There's a huge amount of uncertainty being a rider, isn't there, in terms of whether the team gets the sponsorship, which they're going about every year, whether your form continues, mm. whether you stay healthy to stay, um, to stay as a rider as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that thing where from February to October, you can pretty much race three to four times a week if you really wanted to so it's just racing rest racing rest trying to be at your top all the time so you're keeping yourself happy you're keeping your team happy and if you're keeping the team happy keeping the sponsors happy and it's that sort of continuous thing and that's where I go back to saying 
so important that that team bonding at the start of the year is done well because if the team don't get on the re- results won't come and then it'll affect the team and affect the sponsors and sometimes it's just completely out of their hands there's a big team um, in Brittany actually called Soja Sun which have been around for years and have done the Tour de France and have over the years gone back to a smaller level but they've they've had a great team this year they've been winning lots of races but the, the sponsors can't pay the money to them anymore and they've had to fold and it's just it's that 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 then that situation where all them riders who are at that good level have got to find a team and it's yeah once it gets to september and you don't have anything yet that's where it starts getting a bit interesting and yeah you have to look at other options and start thinking about what you want to do it's obviously like it, it being a cyclist is difficult but it's difficult financially as well in terms of like how how you go about funding this this dream of racing in France like how how have you gone about that yeah i again it's very similar to the sort of the cycling cv that was on about how you have to put your name and your cv forward it's very similar with trying to find sponsors i've been very lucky this year that i've been sponsored by um watson co uh, or what, what's property consultants um, and also a company in the UK called Pedal Potential um, and to be honest without their support I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done um, I wouldn't have been able to live and enjoy this amazing dream that I've had um, and it's yeah it's all trying to find people that are interested in what I'm doing and obviously it's hard from a Guernsey perspective because I'm out in France and they're a company in Guernsey so it's trying to do the best they're helping me out loads but it's trying to help them out as much as I can so they can get back from it as well um and yeah I've been really appreciative of both of them sponsors especially Joe this year with all of her support that she's given me and I guess some of that exposure as well like com- comes from some of the social media stuff that you've been doing as well I yes. mean I, I told you before I was watching the, the YouTube videos yes, yeah. really insightful kind of side to things yeah I've that was my idea when I started the YouTube channel when I went last year it was all about to me this is what I know this is what I do every day but to some person on the street they might know not much about cycling so it's trying to give them a better understanding of what I do before a race what the race was like how I train how I recover um, and I think yeah the I've really tried to show that to people online this year um and then also try and help joe and the sponsors back by giving them support online as well and hopefully building their brands and their companies to get word of word out about what they do i was hoping you could give us um a bit of an insight into a daily or weekly routine when you're in france yeah sure um (laughs) it's not the most exciting thing (laughs) to someone else to me i love it um and it's probably, yeah, I, again, I have had it where I've realised that the big difference from being a full-time athlete to what I've been in the past, where I've had school around it or work around it, is the rest. You can do the same amount of riding pretty much if you have the time, but it's the time that you're on your feet but, or being on, sitting on a sofa is the most important thing, so... My sleep, the biggest, one of the biggest changes I had was just getting good night's sleep all the time um, because that's when you recover your most and that's where you can, all that training sort of actually goes into your system. 
So yeah, it's normally I'm not an uh, well. I try to be an early bird, but you can get into a bad routine of getting up late when you've only got to ride your bike. So it's normally again it varies on what training I've got that week or what racing. Um, but most of the time it would be yeah getting up in the mornings, sorting out emails and stuff because normally it's the team email me often about what races I've got coming up or what I need to sort out or I need to put my name down on the calendar. Then it's doing a three, four hours training ride um, in the middle of the day, especially in the summer because the races in France are at midday most of the time and sometimes I struggle in the heat. So instead of getting out early, I try to train and do my efforts in the heat to sort of simulate what it would be like in a race so I can adapt to the heat um, because, yeah, sometimes even just in Brittany, it can get like 30, 35 degrees. And that's a very important part to performance. So I normally try and train in early to late afternoon. Uh, and then, like I said, it's just trying to rest as much as you can when you get back from that ride. Having your make sure you're fueling enough, your protein shakes. Uh, and then it's just um, sort of, yeah, cooking in the evening just trying to chill out um but yeah i've pretty much watched a lot of netflix now so <laughs> but yeah it, it, it's it's a great great to be honest i mean i can't complain about anything what i've how lucky i've been this year with just literally what have i got to get up to for today oh, i've got to ride my bike it's i'm it's just uh, so grateful that i am and also having this time off in the last month with the virus has really made me appreciate what I have and that I can just go on my bike whenever I want and that a bad day for me is having to ride my bike in the rain and I'm it's like yeah I just I can't complain about anything really I've got I've, I'm very lucky with what I've got out there obviously with around races it's a lot more busier with traveling like I, I've said that the uh, my team valet was based just outside Nantes so getting down to the the team for races and that was just was long long hours in the car um but you get used to it quite quickly um but yeah races it's say if a race was on a sunday i'd probably drive down late friday i'd have be able to stay with the team on the friday night then we'd drive to the race on the saturday do a recon of the course the circuit with all the riders see how it goes go back to the hotel massage have our foods maybe do our briefing that night and then it's just resting for the next day and then the sunday would be the rest the right big race day and then it's just sort of the sunday night is just a late night driving home <laughs> normally i prefer to just get back home and being on my own bed on this the sunday night than on the monday but sometimes that can be midweek as well but yeah it's i've got it pretty easy <laughs> could you take us like um into the middle of a race you're in the peloton like what's it like what's the atmosphere like what's the movement like you know again it varies on the race i've had a few races this year definitely i would say more on stage races where it's the second or third day where you can it'll be really hard at the start the end but you can be pootling along in the middle bit um but i've also had races where it's flat out for the whole race and you're like right at some point this is going to slow down and it just doesn't all day and it's just stressful and crashes and if you're going through towns and that it's knowing what's coming up and what street furniture there is 
Um, so it really varies. I always say it's the start and the end of the race is very similar. The middle bit is just luck of the day. You 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 might you might have a a day where it's not super super hard, or you might have a day where it's just ridiculous all day. And it also varies what you're going in as a team and as a rider, what you're trying to get out of the race, because uh, a lot of the time you can make it as hard as you want. If you want to just sit in the the bunch and try and get round the race then you can do that but if you want to go for the win and make yeah try and get a good result then it you have you can follow that path but it's normally a lot of swearing in french <laughs> and a lot of shouting and trying to dodge water bottles and things on the side of the road which yeah sometimes what i realized at the start of the year with my racing was i was like whoa this is actually sometimes more mentally tiring than actually physically trying to concentrate for four hours on what's going on around me and everything is a lot harder than actually how hard the race is. You sort of forget, as long as I'm pedalling, I can forget about it. Um, and that's, that's the sort of things that people learn in their first year and the step up is these other guys have done this for multiple years, so they're used to that. They can be a bit more chilled out with knowing what's going on around them, where to me this was all a new experience and trying to get used to it. Um, dreams for the future where, where, where would you like to take it I still I would like to become a professional cyclist um, so obviously I'm working at that level but where I'd be at a pro team um, doing some of the bigger races that you in the world tour calendar um, I still love the sport I still have this passion that I feel like I did when I was younger um, and it's just yeah I as I said I want to just few years where I just give it everything and see how far I get but I feel like cycling is going to be a part of my life no matter what happens and that I always will have the bike um, but it's seeing how far I can get with it as a racing side of it um, as much as there's been difficult points at this in this year I've the, when I look back on where I've gone what I've done with the bike I've loved every minute of it and that's what I want to do it again in the coming years and see how far I can get with it that's brilliant appreciate your time no worries thank you very much for having me on Cheers.